Tina Desiree Berg, and welcome to the 34. Labor activist, uh, uh, leader, so you're supporting the actors <laughs> yeah, That's right, that's right. Uh, Strippers United is now teaming up with Actors Equity, so you came out to support them. Um, I want to know, also ask you about your race against Richard Farrell. He's in, <laughs> very excited over there. Very excited. Um, he's the incumbent, he's been there a long time. He's now uh, in a new district area because it's been gerrymandered. Sure. And so he's been out there pounding the pavement with some paid canvassers. Um, I'm sure you're aware of all of that. But you managed to pull ahead in the last primary. Uh, and I think probably Mitch is a little bit afraid of you at this point. He has some attack ads that came out that were, you know, attacking you for a lot of your, you know, quote unquote socialist positions. Sure, sure. So where do you think your strengths are against Mitchell, Mitchell O'Farrell at this point? Well, I think I think it's very clear that if you live in Los Angeles, you can see that what our electors are doing are it's everything is backwards. Whether it's on homelessness, housing, transit, the environment, uh, it's we are in complete disarray in all those subjects. And so I think people are just fed up. And I, I think my strength is as a union organizer. Uh, I have been part of many fights that change sort of these systems. I've helped pass the the hotel workers' uh, uh, living wage in the city and regulations against Airbnb. I've traveled the country doing big massive campaigns and so I think people see my background as, as, a, as a conduit of, of making a change in the city and so I, yeah I agree I think people are ready for change um, I think another thing that is really prominent on people's mind is 4118 sure uh, you know you had a lot of activists that came in and shut down city council meeting last week and a lot of attitude from the, the city and city council members uh, it was quite amazing so I wanted to ask you about Echo Park that's in your district Last year, Mitch O'Farrell had the LAPD come in and close out, uh, you know, the park, uh, sweeped out all the homeless folks, put up a fence around there, arrested half the LA press corps in the process, spent way over half a million dollars in the process. Yeah, that's right. How would you differentiate yourself from Mitch in this capacity, and what is your stance on 4118? Yeah, I, I, 4118 is, is an incorrect way of trying to address the homelessness crisis. Criminalizing and people moving people from one side of the block or where they can't be, it's just it's not going to work. If you're simply moving people around the neighborhood. And so I'm opposed to 4118. We have to, and so what we're pushing for is, is how do we lead with housing solutions? How do we build relationships of trust? How do we get folks on a permanent path to being housed and being back in uh, in the world as, as you know as, as they should as they should be? And so on that front, we we are going to be leading with housing permanent housing solutions. As far as Echo Park Lake goes, that is the largest failure of, of homeless policy in the city of Los Angeles, probably the, probably the entire nation. Uh, what we saw was that most folks uh, were put in temporary shelters. Now that project is going to close, they're going to be back out on the street. Uh, we did not do enough outreach. I mean, uh, there's so many things that went wrong with that. And you got to remember that this encampment grew under Mitchell Farrell. That's right. Uh, it wasn't just one in, one in ten or two. This was 160 that he allowed to grow under his watch. And so we have to be we have to have council members that are proactive. That as soon as a tent goes up, they're 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 using their city resources to house people and not let things get out of control. And so I could have done a lot of things different. Yeah, it seems to me like they're trying to criminalize poverty. The city council doesn't want to deal with the underlying factors. The main reason is, yeah. listen, you cannot pay, you cannot pay rent on minimum wage in the city. That's it's right. just not mathematically That's right. possible. That's right. So I spoke with a lot of those homeless folks at Echo Park. Several of them were students. Uh, others had jobs. One they wanted to put into a hotel in Palmdale. She couldn't go because her job is downtown. She couldn't, uh, you know, participate in Project Roomkey because of the curfew. She worked the night shift. Yep. So there's a host yep. of reasons That's that right. people. 
are, they're, they're falling through the cracks because the city council isn't actually addressing the underlying causes. That, that's right. And, and they, they have caused this. Uh, bad housing policies, bad uh, policies on how to deal with the unhoused, the lack of good union jobs and keeping people out of poverty. These are all policies that the city council has, has control of. And so we've reached this point because of decades of failure. And so to address now to address those issues, it's going to take a it's going to take a real movement of people to to try to undo it. And so that's the thing that I think is I'm committed to. I've I've done that my entire life. And so we're really going to address uh, the stem of homelessness and people to housing. We have to be really make tough decisions and be extremely bold. And and unfortunately, that's not going to come from the status quo. No, it's not. You know, and you know, you see with Caruso and Karen Bass, the same sort of arguments playing out. I. You know, real estate development money has long owned politicians oh, yes. in the city. Absolutely. And it's part and parcel to why we're in the position we That's are. Right. We have no affordable housing again and you cannot pay rent on minimum wage. It's just not possible. That's right. So That's right. unless these two issues are addressed I don't think anything's going to change. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And that's why as a campaign, we're not taking any money from developers, any lobbyists, nothing. We are we are working for working people. It's why I'm out here supporting the Star Garden workers. If we're going to change the city, we have to empower folks that are, that are the essential workers of the city, the people that make the city run, not the wealthy, not the folks that are profiting off our city. That's the reason we're in this mess is because we've been listening to them way too much. So we got we to switch it the other way around. They're like Broadway dancers in the sense that they have a, um, a short career, they're prone to injury, um, and they, you know, without having union support, they have abusive working conditions, they don't get benefits, um, and when workers are in that position, traditionally in this country, at least for the last 150 years, if you have no power uh, to, to get what you need to support your family, you unionize. Yeah. Um, and equity is the perfect place for them. Uh, dancers in equity often have to stop working in their 30s. And equity has whole programs for transitioning them into other careers. Uh, and they understand and know how to deal uh, with performers who have short careers like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, you know, and equity is all about live performance. Yeah. And whether it's stripping or dancing on Broadway, um, it's still live performance. Absolutely. So this is a perfect place for it. Yeah. So you're a member of Actors Equity, yes. Strippers United is now gonna join you guys. Like, how do you feel about this? I think that's fantastic. We're talking about a situation where workers are uh, literally abused. They have no benefits. They have no health care, they have no uh, retirement benefits, they have nothing. Uh, they are underpaid um, and they have a limited uh, work, work period that where, the, where they can make a living. And to, to treat them that way, uh, you do what American workers have done for 150 years, you unionize. You have a collective bargaining group, now you have some power. That's something that you cannot have individually. And uh, I think it's fantastic that they're coming to Equity. Equity is all about live performance, and that's what they do. So this is the perfect place for them, and we welcome them with open arms. Congratulations. Sure. Congratulations, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> so, Velveeta, great news. You guys are joining forces with Actors Equity. Uh, how did this come about? Uh, yeah, uh, we were we approached them through um, an allied law firm, and so.
so the the law firm that we've we are already have like friends who work there so they connected us with equity and it was just all gonna work out for us it seems like a great alliance i mean i would say at base what you guys do is performance you're on a stage yeah it's a good fit uh, so they are going to take your case to the nlrb is my understanding and you're going to wait to see what happens in the meantime are they going to be joining you on the picket line absolutely yeah and they're going to bring out their allied unions and we'll have a lot of support from labor i think he's running against i was just Welcome everybody. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for, uh, especially to our union colleagues who are here and um, want to celebrate this night with us. It's 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 pretty special. I, I'm glad that you've all joined us. So I'm Kate Schindel. I'm the president of Actors Equity Association. We represent performers and stage managers in live theater all across the country, uh, about 51,000 of them so far. And about six weeks ago, on July 7th, I did what many of us have done over and over again since March 2020. I went to a Zoom meeting. Um, it's been such a regular part of our lives over the last couple years, but this meeting was anything but regular. Um, Equity's outside legal counsel, Bush Gottlieb, invited me and Andrea Hessian, who's our general counsel and our director of organizing, Stephanie Fry, to have a conversation with some of the dancers at Star Garden and representatives from Strippers United, which is, as many of you know, a 501c3 that's committed to educating workers about their rights and their recourse and gaining the dignity and safety and fairness that they deserve. We were there to talk about the Star Garden unionizing efforts. Um, these dancers had already been picketing their club for months and whether equity would be a good partner in that work. That meeting was scheduled for an hour. I think it went about two and a half hours and it was amazing. I remember being really quick and eager to say that the work that equity members do on stage and backstage, not only in traditional theaters, but in concert halls and conventions and industrials and experimental projects has a lot in common from a labor perspective with the challenges faced by the workers at Star Garden. All performers have dealt with an unsafe stage or being filmed without their consent. Many equity contracts already contain clauses for nudity or audience interaction, for example. And I was feeling pretty confident about this line of thinking. But one of the things that I learned that night was how passionate these workers are about being recognized for exactly the work they do. Because sure, it can be similar, but we shouldn't erase the uniqueness of being a stripper because it is that uniqueness that often puts them more at risk than the average equity member. These professional live performers were ready to demand that their work be recognized and legitimized and respected for exactly what it is. That was not the only night, but go ahead and clap for them. the only night that we met with a combination of star garden workers and activists from strippers united and it wasn't the only one that ran long but i'm going to skip to the end this past wednesday august 17th actors equity association filed a petition with the national labor relations board on behalf of the bold brave and badass workers at star garden to go to the mat to get them the fair contract that they deserve. Yeah. 
I am so proud of these dancers who are trying to do something really hard in a collaborative, supportive, and powerful way. I am so grateful to those who have devoted countless years, years, working to improve this industry and saying, these are my words, not theirs. We don't need you to save us, but we demand that you respect us. And by the way, you also need to pay us. I, for one, many of you may share this feeling. I'm tired of living in a culture where things like dignity and fairness are defined and enforced by patriarchal, discriminatory structures that need to just hurry up and go away. And I am ready, we are ready, to support and partner with and welcome the workers of the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar to equity. They work hard. They work hard. They are entertainers and artists and athletes, and now they are our siblings in the labor movement. They deserve fair pay. They deserve health insurance. They deserve workers' comp. They deserve pensions. They deserve to save for retirement. They deserve a union, and they deserve a contract, and now we're going to link arms with them, and we're going to go get it. Thank you all for your solidarity. Thank you for your support and your amplification. Thank you for being here tonight. I'm going to turn it over to Reagan. Come on up, Reagan. Oh my God, thank you so much. Well, this is like a dream. It's a dream. Hi, everyone. I'm Reagan. Hi. I'm one of the Star Garden dancers on strike. Um, I am one of the labor organizers. Um, and uh, I have a, a few notes for my speech. Um, and uh, I hope, by the way, by the, at the end of this, that you all join us on the picket line. The theme tonight is protest couture. <laughs> and I am not wearing my full outfit. You'll have to come to the picket line for that. So a little incentive. OK, I'm starting over now at the beginning. My name is Reagan. I am a professional actor and a proud member of Actors' Equity Association since, since 2016. I have a master's degree in acting from CalArts, and I have been acting professionally since 2008. I am also a professional stripper and a proud union organizer. I have been stripping professionally since 2009. It's hard to describe how this feels, to be seen, truly seen, whew, by my union, for this whole multifaceted, multi-talented artist that I am. I am incredibly humbled by this moment. Many of us are actors, and not just because we are excellent storytellers with our dynamic stage performances, not just because we are experts at improvisation and adopting a convincing persona, not just because we perform our own stunts and light up the room with our stage presence, many of us are auditioning in the same rooms as you. Many of us have walked the boards with you. Many of us are your friends, your classmates, your scene partners. You probably know more strippers than you think you do. But they might not have revealed this about themselves because it is a profession that is too often looked down upon, envied, resented, despised, 
laughed at, shamed, and trivialized. Many of us keep this profession a secret, but today is the day of reckoning for this outdated modality. Today is the day that a powerful union of actors and stage managers recognize, uplift, accept, and embrace their stripper sisters. Now, actors and sex workers were not always considered separate professions. There was Eleanor Nell Gwynn, who was both an actress and mistress to King Charles II. Mae West was arrested for her stage performance as a sex worker. Historically, female actors have been branded with stigma due to a combination of sexuality, visibility, and assumed perce and perceived availability. They were generally considered to be fallen women and assumed to be prostitutes, whether or not they actually sold money for sex. Sold sex for money. Strike that, reverse it. If you visit my favorite historical haunt, the Birdcage Theater in Tombstone, Arizona, you will see an, astonishing well, an astonishingly well-preserved museum of a notorious theater in a Wild West town that was also a brothel. The actors, singers, and dancers played shows on the stage and then, for the right price, entertained the patrons in private rooms. There was little to no distinction between the sex workers and the stage performers at all. This is our shared history. It is not to be feared, ashamed of, or covered up. It is to be celebrated. And we are all artists of performance. Now, I want to do a cute little chant with you, but first we have to warm up our mouths. Can I get a wee-wah, wee-wah, wee-wah. We walk, we walk, we talk. We walk, we talk. We walk, we talk, we strip. <laughs> now for a chant. Wait, I made this up in the car and it's not very good, which makes it more fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay, got it. Strippers and actors, shout it from the rafters. Strippers and actors, shout it from the rafters. Strippers and actors, shout it from the rafters. Thank you. Happy hot labor summer. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Selena, as uh, Reagan just said. I'm the president of Strippers United. And it's a pretty incredible day today. <laughs> I know whenever I joined the organization in 2019, it was almost this pipe dream to imagine strippers having a union. And now here we are, and it's absolutely breathtaking. And I see Jordan over there, and shout out to her, and all of the legal team. I want to shout out all of the people who may not want to be named right now, but uh, have done so much behind the scenes work, filing with federal agencies, creating all of these claims, and just being this backbone of support. I want to shout out the creativity that I've seen from Star Garden dancers. I have never seen a protest that has had so much warmth and community and creativity. I mean, people come back for the experience of being there and also just the joy of supporting something that is intrinsically good. Unions are intrinsically good, and this is going to make such a difference.
I don't want to take up too much time, but I am just elated that this is happening. And I want to shout out the courage of AEA to take this on. Um, because a lot of unions have been afraid to take on the challenge of helping to unionize strippers. It is a complicated industry, and there are a lot of dangers to this industry. And it's something that a lot of other unions have treated with pessimism, but instead AEA has really brought this encouraging and collaborative relationship into the mix and really stood with us. And that's absolutely fantastic. I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, <laughs> I also want to shout out the customers who have come out to support the line as well. Um, I think it's really important that part of destigmatization is showing that we're all humans and we all can care about each other and not dehumanizing each other. So I'm really, I want to shout out everybody who's here who's been on the line and I want to shout out the amount of time that this has gone on since March since March, that is an incredible amount of just being there and showing up and uh, thank you all so much. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. Uh, well, uh, good evening to everybody. My name is Hugo Soto Martinez. Um, I've been a union organizer with Unite Here Local 11, the hospitality workers, for the last 16 years. Uh, and I happen to be running for city council. That's my, that's the second thing. Um, but you know, I wanna, I wanna say something to the workers. Um, as someone who helped bring the union into their workplace, I, nothing, and I do mean nothing, gives me more joy than to see the transformation of individual folks as they go on through this fight. That is without a doubt the most, the most, the most, uh, it was the most moving thing for to ever happen to me. Because you go from not having power to having that power, to not having respect to taking that respect. And moving the power that shifts against many workers and taking that in control of your hand, in, in your own hands. And I just say it's so inspirational. I think as a labor leader, there will never be a, a, a worker fight that I will support. I will be there unquestioning. So when I was invited to this, I said, absolutely, I will be there. And I will be there until the end, until you win your first union contract. And so give it up a big, a big hand to the workers. But I want to say what's, imp what's more important for, uh, and for, for me as far as the labor movement, right? For those of you that, that follow the labor history, and, and there's always been this debate about who is a worker, who is not a worker, right? Who deserves to have a union, who doesn't even have the legal ability to have a union. These divisions have existed over many, many, many years. And they have always, every single time, have cut by, have been cut by gender, by race, and by class. And so what these workers are doing is breaking the paradigm of who has the right to have a union and not. And I, th and I think that is the most inspiring thing. It hasn't happened in 25 years, but what we see happening in this, in, in this world in Los Angeles is, is people inspiring us. You're inspiring me. To, to change the, what is correct and what is not correct. And we're trying to build a world that is more equitable, that is more just, and we are doing that through worker militancy. And that is the way we need to do things here in Los Angeles. LA is a union town. That's right, LA is a union town. 
So the only thing I got to say is that this, uh, we have to win this. There's no doubt about this. We have to win this. Right? And as, a, and as a union organizer, I'm thinking there's 25 workers. We need to get 13 yes votes. Right? We got to make sure that they are supported, that they feel strong, that we're expressing solidarity. And because, look, there's going to be a lot of fear. There's going to be a lot of tactics. The company's going to try to come after them. We have to show that the power of the people is more powerful than the power of their corporation. And so I'm asking everyone, let's keep building off of this. Let's keep growing the movement. And want to make sure that the next time we're here, it is the same. It's the same emotion. It's the same cheer. But what we're going to be doing is going to we're going to be celebrating the recognition of their union. All right. So uh, I guess I'm introducing the next speakers. And uh, without ado, I want to bring up uh, Lilith and Charm, who are the, the stars of the show. To Hugo, um, I wanted to add that somebody knocked on my door yesterday, um, and they had a, one of your flyers, and they were asking me whether I was going to vote for you, and I was like, yes. Um, they were like, well, just let us know if you think there's anything that uh, he should come out for, you know, if you've got anything going on that you think he should be aware of, and I was like, we're, we're good, <laughs> as far as I go. Um, but hi, my name is Charm. Um, I've been a stripper for six years, but I've been an actor for even longer. I would be remiss, however, not to mention that some of my best performances have been inside of the strip club. <laughs> but I've been told for years that my status as a stripper would be the thing that ultimately turned professional institutions in the acting world off to me. And somehow I always knew that that was bullshit. Um, <laughs> Sex workers are artists, and sex workers are healers. The function of art is to change people and the way that they interact with the world, even if it means just seeing a play that makes you laugh for long enough that you forget your troubles, or if that means spending time with a beautiful person who makes you feel desired and reminds you that you're not alone. Sex work doesn't become degrading until it becomes devalued. So I want to say thank you to Actors' Equity for recognizing the value that we strippers bring to others' lives. And thank you for recognizing our artistry and for recognizing that we deserve protection as much as any other type of performer. Hi, my name's Lilith. I'm one of the Star Garden dancers. So more than once throughout this campaign, I've been asked what radicalized me in my life. And if you've spoken to me for more than 10 seconds, you will probably know my answer is the 2012 Broadway production of Newsies. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to get through this speech without mentioning Newsies. It feels fitting that when I embarked on my own strike journey, it was Actors' Equity who took us under their wing. I could talk forever about how transformative theater is. If you've watched an award show, you've heard it all before. The power of sitting in a seat, watching a show, and feeling something. What you probably haven't heard as much is the magic that stripping can be. Because what is stripping if not making someone feel something? And if you're good, really, really feel something. <laughs> a lot of the Stargarden strippers love what we do, and we share a vision for what a strip club can be. A place where women and femmes and sexy people of any gender can embrace their own creativity, sexuality, and beauty and share it with the public on our own terms in a safe way. And we have the best allies in the world to get us there. We have Strippers United with your endless, yeah? With their endless mentorship and support, we have Actors Equity with your bold move to back the first stripper union in 25 years. Yeah. 
all of us are united in this idea that art is important, entertainment is important, escapism is important, but the real lives of the workers behind it all matter more. Truth be told, there's a lot of people who don't think stripping is important. In the words of one of our internet trolls, these hoes really think they're doing something, get back on the poll. <laughs> to which I would like to respond, these hoes are doing something, yeah. something monumental, and we will be getting back on that poll. strippers have done something unbelievably courageous in standing up for themselves and standing up for one another against the abuse of their powerful bosses in an industry that dominates its workforce through a culture of fear, violence, and retaliation. We could not be more proud to organize with these amazing labor leaders and stand side by side with them for the past 21 weeks <laughs> on their picket line. And we could not be more excited to see what the future holds for the labor movement with strippers at the helm. The Star Garden strippers have demonstrated strength, tenacity, and courage, but these qualities do not make them unique among strippers. There is no shortage of strength in the workforce because stripping is a job that requires a great deal of courage from those who do it. It takes daring to dance nude or semi-nude in a room full of people. It takes courage to face whorephobia and misogyny that sex workers are burdened with in our society. It takes fearlessness for strippers to confront the dangerous and disrespectful working conditions that have long plagued this industry. Strippers do stand up for themselves at the workplace all the time, but for many years, they've been doing it on an individual basis. In the absence of any larger strategy and without solidarity of their fellow strippers to support them or of their allies and the resources of a union, and for that reason, these millions of tiny individual acts of bravery have done little to create meaningful change in this industry, and that's about to change. <laughs> amazing cause and joining our union hopefully as soon as this vote is taken place thank you all for being here it's so good to see familiar faces out there i just love the crowd um so i want to speak on our star garden union with a little background from my experience as a stripper the first club I ever went to was fully nude. Sitting at a table in my street clothes, I watched these beautiful women, entirely naked or in lingerie, controlling the room. I had passed out of a world where it is extremely dangerous for women to be so exposed into a place where this was the norm. It was very moving, and I wanted to be like them. I have had the privilege of entry into this new world whose gatekeepers, ironically, are blind to its true potential. Our movement is hollow if it's not the first thing we do to tear down their gates to let in the most vulnerable but most powerful members of our stripper community, 
the black dancers, indigenous dancers, trans, non-binary, disabled, thick, immigrant, Latinx, and Asian dancers, all white, non-white dancers, LGBTQIA+, yes, let's, let's diversify this fucking industry. Um, let's, and a union contract can do that. That's what we're gonna do. Strip clubs are meant to be sacred spaces. Watching a person on stage move, interact, advertise, tantalize with, and own their sexuality is profound, especially in our culture. It's a rare sort of performance that's equally precious. That's why every strip club needs a cover charge. <laughs> Strippers should be expensive and keep their money because our courage is also rare. I have often said that we are on the front lines of misogyny because the very nature of our job defies patriarchal culture and we feel the backlash daily. I have realized that becoming a stripper is not empowering, as if the job itself bestows upon you new powers. Being a stripper is a constant battle against hate, and in that battle, you must always be in touch with your power. In the midst of this battle, none of us are alone. We come off the floor or the stage into the dressing room where we are embraced by our coworkers. Venting, crying, pep talks, hugs, we heal each other. We stand each other up and nudge each other onward. That's why a stripper union feels so natural to me. This amazing group of strippers at Star Garden is showing the world the brilliance and Teflon strength of our bonds forged literally through blood, sweat, and tears in the club. <laughs> no matter what happens with the NLRB, with this election, with Steve and Jenny, we will continue on. Come to our co-op show on Monday to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> we will have workaround strip clubs. The future. Thank you, Actors' Equity, for recognizing our strength, for sharing your resources and fighting alongside us. Inclusivity is the soul and future of the labor movement, and you are at the vanguard. I am so inspired by your leadership, Kate, Andrea, Ashley Matthews, on, on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know her in person yet, but she's been amazing. And, uh, and Steph, our, uh, our director of organizing. This could not be a better fit for us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I have a little chant. Um, it's worse than Reagan's. <laughs> Actors and strippers united can never be defeated. Actors and strippers united can never be defeated. Hi, I'm Cinder. Um, I am an actor, fire performer, and circus circus arts performer. Um, I have also been a stripper for about a decade, doing everything from bikini to topless and full nude, and I love my job. I have met and even befriended some of the most beautiful, talented, and intelligent women working in these clubs. Uh, but it pains me to say 
that I have also witnessed and experienced some of the worst sexism, racism, and sexual assault in these clubs. We deserve better. We are people too. I believe through this unionization with Actors' Equity, we can make the changes needed to have the safety and respect we so desperately need. I want to thank you for, I want to thank Actors' Equity for your support and for taking the time to understand our struggles. I also want to finish by saying I am honored to be a part of this and even more to be doing it with the amazing and beautiful women I find myself. I find myself surrounded by on a regular basis. I love you guys. Thank you.